So I'm Joe Blosser. Doctor, Reverend, or Reverend Doctor? <laughs> Reverend Doctor. I God goes get, first. I, I always get nervous whenever I type out Reverend Doctor. I'm like, is it Doctor, Reverend, Reverend Doctor? Um, yeah, so I did, what, 12 years at High Point University before and coming what, over what to the Congdon Foundation. Uh, I had several different ones. Okay. I ended as the executive director of the Center for Community Engagement and associate professor of okay. religion and philosophy. But yeah, I came over to the Congdon Foundation and spring of 2023 and pretty quickly walked over to the high point discovered door and was like amber hannah you want to do a podcast and we were like twist our arm oh my gosh (laughs) yeah so okay so in terms of your role now with the cognitive foundation though you're mr c level Chief Impact Officer is Chief, that the yeah. the title? What right. Is, what Chief does that Impact entail? Officer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's why we wanted to do a podcast, right? Yeah. Um, we're trying to think about ways that we expand the impact mm. of what the Cognitive Foundation does. Obviously, it's been a, a huge funder uh, for incredible projects all over the city, mm-hmm. uh, and the foundation is focused in three areas. Uh, we fund around education critical community needs, which is a whole range of things from uh, mental health services to homelessness to food insecurity, um, and then economic development for revitalization and stabilization. Um, I mean, the big example of that is Congdon Yards as a place where the foundation is really invested. So uh, my role is coming in to to help with managing those grants, um, but also thinking about how do we take the work that the foundation is doing and that the nonprofit community is doing and for-profit entrepreneurs and small businesses are doing and kind of bring that together to really amplify what's happening. Because for those of us that are in the mix, we see every day these incredible things that are happening in our city. And it's like daily running into people who are starting new businesses or doing innovative things or trying something to serve kids that no one has thought before and nobody knows it, right? Right, And that's a lot of the reason that High Point Discovered got going because yeah. there are so many good things and somebody had to tell that story. Yeah. And so when I got this job, one of the first things I said was High Point Discovered. Let's tell some stories. Yeah. I always think about how really being in the know of what's happening in a community or a city is a very, I mean, it's a place of privilege to be able to hear all these behind the scenes things. I always, you know, I I grew up doing community theater and I always think about that metaphor of like being behind the scenes and being in the wings. community theater? Oh my gosh. See, now we got to get into you. So who are you, Hannah Ray? (laughs) Just a a long time high point community theater kid. That's all. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I'm Hannah. I'm the creative director at High Point Discovered, um, which just means managing all kinds of creative production and relying on... I mean, on... you write, you go through photography, yeah. you make beautiful magazines and websites. I always... I, I mean, I kind of feel like I, I like hoodwinked them into letting me do that, though, because I was I studied English in school, was a writer, came on as a writer, and then just because I was the only full-time employee there for two years, yeah. I you was never trained in photography graphic design any of those things but like the nature of being at a small i mean you know yeah. a small grassroots nonprofit, you learn it all you because start you doing a little to. bit of everything yeah so now i i love i love what i do with 
working with other creatives, um, getting to hear their voices. Well, this is the city to do it. Yeah, You want absolutely. creatives, they're everywhere. Yeah, but, but you grew up here. Grew up here, yes. So grew up in, um, in High Point, just a couple minutes from Congdon Yards now. Mm-hmm. Um, went away for a little while. A little Gardner-Webb. Went to Gardner-Webb, yep, yeah. to do English, and then lived in Raleigh. Durham for a little while, worked at a marketing agency there. And it's, uh, it was one of those things where I think people in that young millennial, older Gen Z demographic, they, they get told like, you need to go, like you need to go yeah. away and do yeah, this yeah. big thing and strike out on your own. And I was just talking to um, some of the people from High Point Young Professionals, Lauren Mitchell and Jessica Wynn about that, that, you know, there's this push that you need to go and I wanted to stay. Like, I wanted to come back. Yeah. I wanted to be near my family. I wanted to be near all the change I was seeing in High Point. I mean, in the time that I went to college and came back to High Point, uptown completely changed. Downtown completely changed. Yeah. I remember coming home on a break, and my dad was driving me around, and he drove me past, like, Brown Truck and Sweet Old Bills and Winnie's. And I was like, like oh, my gosh. Wait. Yeah, where was this? And then uh, we drove by the stadium when it was under construction and he was like, downtown's going to be different. Like you're going to see the change. So super exciting when I was invited back by Christy Barber to join the High Point Discover team once they became a full 501c3 nonprofit. And, uh, yeah, but I, 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 I think one of the most, um, rewarding things about what you do, what I do, I'm not speaking for you, but I think that it's that meeting the people doing the work and not everyone gets that opportunity, right? Like, we a lot of the times I think get in our cars and we go and we do our thing. We go to our job. We meet the people that we meet. We maybe are involved in a few small things, you know, yeah. school or, you know, religious activity. But we don't get to meet those people. And what High Point Discovered really aims to do is to give people that that behind the scenes, you know, waiting in the wings peek at who are these people. Right. Um, and I think all of the work that the Cognitive Foundation is doing. Oh my gosh! Like what you're funding, what you're supporting, what you're advocating for. It's the people doing that work. Right. And so I'm just, I'm so excited about this podcast to yeah. give people that look. And those are the stories that we've got to tell. Absolutely. Of these incredible people in our city that are tackling what seem like insurmountable oh, yeah. challenges. Yeah. Right. And it's not just High Point that's facing these challenges. They're all over. Food security is a national Red. problem, right? Supporting small businesses and helping them be successful is a national problem. Like These are big issues. But we've got really amazing people here working on them and that's why we're doing the podcast, right? Yeah. Um, to increase the impact, increase the awareness. Um, I mean, this stories are how we experience the world, right? They shape the way that we view our communities. Um, and as we tell them over and over and over and over, um, they shape who we are, yeah. right? And I think we have been a city uh, whose story has changed over the years, but when I first came to High Point, um, the story that was being told was of a story that was of a city that was stuck. Yeah. And what I've seen in my time in High Point is the transformation of that story. Mm-hmm. We are not a city that's stuck. I don't think anyone's telling a story about a city that's stuck anymore, right? We are a city that is changing, is innovating, is entrepreneurial. But we've got to get that story out more. Like I think, yeah. I think it's happening in certain spheres, but it's not encompassed our whole community yet. And I've noticed. I mean, even even with the foundation and all of the amazing people working at the 
Cognitive Family Foundation, there's this sense for people who are very philanthropic, very generous, that they don't want to take the spotlight, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. All of the people that we're, we're going to be talking to on these podcasts, they're people who are so humble. And I've had people sit in an interview with me and say, I, I really, it's not about me. And I'm like, I understand that the final product and the final outcome and the people you serve, it's not about you, but people relate to people and they need a face and they need a story and they need to connect. And I think that there's a shift that's kind of happening in the willingness of people to tell that story, to realize it's not because we're trying to prop up any individual. We're not trying to run this, you know, agenda of look at this special person. It's hear the story so that you can better connect with the need and also with the resources that are meeting those needs. And I think that's a huge part of advocacy, a huge part of helping people to see, like, to just say, oh, people are doing great stuff for education. That's going to be hard to connect with, right? But if you say, hey, this person who's doing this work because they were in teaching, they were an administrator, they saw the need, you know, their child went through these struggles and now they do this. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's going to resonate so much more with you as a listener or a reader, I think. Well, so we get the privilege to tell some stories and to listen to some incredible people and their stories. 